when you're looking at the future of education, I, I don't think the future of education is more like giant schools on the hill. <laughs> I think it's more unbundled and more personalised to all the different kinds of learners that we have out there. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I'm your host and chief goddess of the PASS Foundation, Annalise Corbin. We know the current model for education is obsolete. It was designed to create fleets of assembly line workers, not the thinkers and problem solvers needed today. We've seen the innovations that are possible within education, and it's our goal to leave the box behind and reimagine what education can look like in your own backyard. Welcome to today's episode of Learning Unboxed. As always, I'm excited to talk with another great innovator in the transformative education space. And today we are going to be talking about teaching and learning in the metaverse as a positive disruptor of how we think about the concept of what is school and why does it matter. Joining us today is Catherine Fraze, founder at 100 Roads Design. So Kath, welcome to Learning Unboxed. Thanks, Annalise. I've been dying to talk to you as someone who runs the most amazing STEM lab that I've ever experienced. Super exciting to be here today. So thank you for having me on. Oh, absolutely. How sweet. And but let's set a little bit of context for our listeners as we get started. 100 Roads Design is focused on creating and supporting equitable community-based learner-centered ecosystems on the ground and in the virtual world. And 100 Roads um, reinvents space for learning and provides an ecology of services that help educational entrepreneurs bring their best to their communities. Through virtual campuses, offering learning ecosystems, consulting, and educational mentoring, uh, 100 Roads is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in past Full disclosure, is super excited about our partnership with 100 Roads and the things that we are building out together. So, Kath, let's start with sort of the, the big vision. So, you've been involved in a lot of things over the years. Um, you know, for our listeners, Kath is also, a, I would say, a bit of a serial entrepreneur and really, really focusing in that sort of transformative education space. Really cool stuff. She's done her own sort of physical design lab. Um, but she's also now working in the metaverse and she's really, really interested in sort of the science behind learning. So, Kath, why 100 Roads? Why this thing? Gosh, well, the name came about because, you know, when I was a, a teenager in, at school myself, I was a very hands-on, you know, kinesthetic learner. And I just felt so stuck in this, like, monoculture of education, the kind of stuff that I did in my private school <laughs> on the hill, right? Like, mm -hmm. isolated from life. Like, I felt like I was, a, I was packed in a suitcase and, and planted on this hill um, to do my to do my education and you know I did physics I mean I did science and chemistry mm -hmm. but it was all very abstract it wasn't linked to life at all and you know I set out to reform education in the beginning I thought well, okay well I'm going to become a teacher I'm going to go in I'm going to get into admin I'm going to change mm -hmm. the way they do it because there's a lot of people like me you know I feel there like are. conventional education is really just focusing on you know people who are really good at memorizing and you know, they can, uh, I guess, absorb a lot of surface material and then spit it out for these tests. But they, you know, in the real life, they, they're not particularly competent. Uh, they can't build things from scratch. <laughs> they right. are waiting for, you know, they're waiting for their direction. And, you know, I, 
you know, I think we need a world that ha- is a, a rich tapestry of all the different brain power that we have out there. Everyone has a special gift. But unfortunately, the, the way education is done right now, it, it really creates a conformist style of brain uh, mm-hmm. with everyone second-guessing themselves and, and their intuition and what they know is right. And, you know, I want to turn that upside down and create alternatives. So the average family is thinking, you know, I guess I can enroll my child down in the local school, but what are the alternatives? Right now, I think that most families think, well, it's a private school and I can't afford it because private schools are very expensive, or maybe a parochial school, but that's not really going to be teaching divergent thinking necessarily. Are there any alternatives? I don't think I can homeschool. So what, what is left for these families right they mm-hmm. they have they've got all these alternatives and none of them are, are either feasible or, or good good to make a, a really well-rounded uh, practical innovative human so right so my whole career my whole life really has been about how can we create alternative infrastructure for education where you can get an education that's two or three times better than you can get in the conventional education system that's a lot It's a lot to take on, right? Because what we're talking about here is systems change. And systems change is complex because it's not, what you're talking about, it's not changing one thing. It's not one piece. It's not even one system or one piece of a system. It's multiple systems intertwined that you're really talking about having a meaningful impact on. Right. Well, it's creating a hundred roads. This, this yeah. is a hundred roads. It's like <laughs> education, right? It's not, you know, one thing that I've learned from my 30 years or more than that now, my age, <laughs> <laughs> um, of being in the education field is what it's taught me is that humanity is really diverse. Mm-hmm. And we've created a system that actually functions pretty well. <laughs> You know, in, in managing, you know, the education of, of children, it's just it's not supporting their well-being or right. really maximizing their potential. You know, we're leaving a lot of stuff on the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're leaving so much of the human spirit behind, I think, right? The system can be pretty daunting, I think, to lots of children, right? And they just get sort of lost in sort of a space of wandering around trying to figure out. And there's really incredible things that are happening in the world of education, really amazing programs and initiatives that are in play. And yet, how do you, how do you scale what you're talking about, Cass, so that all children have the opportunity to benefit from that truly linked learning and life sort of element? I, I think you've just hit on something that's really important, which is exploration. I don't feel like the average human or student, particularly in student, who's in the four walls of school is out there exploring all the actual options that are available right now. In fact, for any any person, it's pretty hard to keep up with the technology and to, to be on the forefront. I know that you're, you're talking about fusion splicing and all sorts of different industries that you're working with, and you're able to bring this cutting-edge learning opportunities to, uh, you know, to the teens in your area. Most teens wouldn't have a clue what all of these things are. And right. in order to learn these things, they have to get out in the community or get exposed to industry or find ways to, to work out, you know, how they operate in the real world so they know where they can add value to a group. You know, what I find in, in the workforce, most of us are working in teams to try and get, you know, a project done or something done. 
you know, what what is the thing that they're going to be contributing to that team to, to make that team more effective? And then how do they get practice in, in working like that, right? Like everyone hears horror stories of uh, project-based learning where you got four kids in a <laughs> in a project and, you know, someone's just trying to get the A and someone <laughs> and it, it tends to be one person in that small project group that that is doing most of the work for the rest of the team. You know, I think that's because we the kids don't get enough uh, of a chance to really practice and do meaningful work in in the real world where they have to show up with a way that they can contribute to that group, and they uh, they have someone who's looking at them and re- relying on them. It's not just a, an abstract artificial grade they're working towards. And you know, I think that that can really activate uh, motivation in you when you are are really working for a real on a real project for a real company doing real work in the world and it really matters your your contribution to that project. And I see you doing those things at past and that makes me very excited when I come to visit. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. You know, it's 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 a lot of work and it's a lot of moving parts. But let's let's circle back around to the specific work of 100 roads. So how how do you cast phrase and more importantly, how does 100 roads as an entity and organization that goes in and partners with innovative groups, schools, organizations, you name it? But how do you how do you do what you do? And ultimately, at the end of the day, if if I'm an educator sitting out there listening to this conversation, how how do I get access to the incredible things that 100 Roads is capable of doing? Well, for, for me, actually, with anyone, whether it's a one-on-one, whether I'm working with an entrepreneur or uh, a founder or with an organization, you know, everything is about listening and sort of seeing where they're where their gaps are and, you know, what they're finding is difficult um, to manifest in their vision. So I would say, you know, if we're trying to have more industry partnerships, one of the things that is is difficult for industries to provide and for um, for past to provide, I would say, um, if I may be so bold, uh, they need to have more of a bridge or space where industry can come in and see the kids working or offer projects Right, and you've already got a pretty full space with a ton of stuff going on. I know that you serve thirty-five thousand kids or some crazy large number of students in your space. So, creating virtual space where industry can come in—that's that's branded, that has, is full of all the interactive links and and the kinds of learning experiences that um, the students can do to be prepared to go into these fields or to explore these fields—is um, something that that we can create using proximity chat platforms and. Um, technology that has evolved, especially through COVID, to bring, uh, you know, work environments, a better work environments to um, to companies. Um, you know, people were getting very tired of uh, endless Zoom calls and creating space that, you know, that it feels like you're actually in a space, but you're in the virtual world and you're having the Zoom experience, but you're actually in a place you know, it it adds a new element and it adds engagement, especially for students who who really miss that sense of belonging to a place. Um, and we can recreate that now um, in a virtual world, and we can brand it so it it um, it feels like an extension of the organisation that you have. Um, and now, what what we're finding is happening. We've created the virtual innovation lab at the Past Foundation. And now we have corporations that are interested in their own learning labs and we can connect them all so you can teleport between each of these different learning labs. 
So now what we're really creating is a virtual ecosystem for learning, and that is infinitely um, expandable. And we can connect with people not just in industries locally here in uh, Columbus, Ohio, where you're located, but globally, we can we can get anyone to come in from anywhere, any expertise to come in from anywhere very easily, just with a browser link. So um, the possibilities of what and where learning can happen have been really um, extended in this organization, which is very exciting. It is exciting. And just, you know, to sort of help our listeners kind of understand, you know, some of, some of the key components or elements of it, you know, certainly from from the perspective of the project that you're doing with PASS, what's really cool to me about it is that it is truly building out a what we intuitively will understand as a physical space within that sort of metaverse, right? Because to your point, when you go there, you follow that link and you suddenly find yourself inside of a world, right? Um, and because you've the work that's happening is built on that sort of 2D gaming technology, for kids in particular, it feels very familiar, Right. And that's one of the, the beauties of it. And I know that the other thing that's super cool about the project that we're doing together, and one of the reasons I really sort of wanted to share with the world the work that 100 Roads is doing is because, honest to goodness, it is wicked cool. It is wicked cool that we are able to create this virtual place that can also, however, just, just so that no one's confused. It's not saying that you abandon the physical world and you, you do everything in this virtual world. The beauty of it is the virtual world is there when you need it to be fully virtual. But it's also an incredible hybrid sort of world as well, right? In the sense that, um, to your point, these industries and these companies can have their own space within this world that's branded to them, right? That feels like them as the industry. So you mentioned fusion splicing, which is a really, really big um, element of all of the, the growth of 5G and, and, and really, really advanced manufacturing and other sort of spaces that you know, connectivity is paramount for the work to be able to happen. And it re requires this very specialized training and skill set around something called fusion splicing, which a lot, a lot of us never even heard before, right? But there are all these companies that need to train and, you know, get exposure. These are really amazing careers and jobs. And yet you would never know that because it's really difficult as a student or even as a school to bump up against this industry, much less have the opportunity to go in and experience it in sort of a virtual space before you experience it live. And these companies could come from all over the world. They can mentor and they can join sitting in their own offices. They no longer have to pick up all of their stuff and travel across the country or even across town, right? To have, to be an ongoing mentor to a kid in a sort of space. And that's one of the things that's really exciting about all of this to me is that what you are creating is honestly, an opportunity for a fully immersive experience with partners that otherwise along your educational journey, you would never encounter. Right, right. No, no it, it's been happening. <laughs> and we're, we're continually surprised by new things that we're learning. And, you know, I, I've, I was talking to some of the teens last week, I have some interns um, coming in at 100 Roads, and we had six of them. And they're sitting in the physical lab, and behind them was the big design sign. Mm -hmm. And then our our virtual lab, because I can't come into past, you know, I live in Montana, so I can't come in there every week to be with them. But they're sitting in the design section in the physical lab, yet we are communicating and I'm 
with my avatar with them in the virtual lab at the same time, and it's the design virtual lab. So we are really having a, That's awesome. a physical virtual sort of interaction and and now, you know, they can meet there anytime, 24-7. They can mm-hmm. meet in there and do projects. And we can have people coming in um, if, if they can't get into the actual uh, building downtown, they can just jump into the um, virtual lab and they don't miss anything. Right, right. So, yeah. I think I think it's curious and it has been really fun to sort of watch you working with the students. And I love the fact that as you're designing what is essentially for, for most folks to think about a campus or sets of campuses, right, that are interlinked. Like you said, you can portal all these amazing places and you can shift from one place that feels familiar into a place that's completely foreign, but yet really cool at the same time. Um You know, I think that it's been really interesting as you've been working with the students to be part of that design process. And so I'm curious about the things that you're hearing from the students themselves who are now going into this space. They're learning because they're learning with you. So in this case, it's a metaverse-based internship, right? It's a full internship. Um, and in a really, really incredible opportunity around the way that you're doing that. And so I'm curious about what the students are experiencing. What are they telling you? Well, they're still super excited to run around and explore everything. Like we're, yeah. we're sitting in the telescope or we went to the Cori lab and we went to the proving grounds for the robotics mm-hmm. and they're all on the proving ground. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, this is our Metrobot, which is the, you know, the, your, the robot, yeah. your robot that, that you know, that hangs around in the physical lab and then they're seeing it in the actual proving grounds, which is a carbon copy of, of the actual game for the, you know, the Lego Robotics robotics League um, that we've recreated in, in, in your metaverse. Uh, they're excited about the avatars. So there is a set of avatars that we're going to be creating uh, or the students are going to be creating. So these are going to be multicultural avatars and they're going to be designing a set um, for their community, what their community looks like. You know, how can we how can we create a set of avatars where everyone can find an avatar that that speaks to them? Or um, the clothing, uh, you know, all skin colors, hair types, headpieces, whatever we need to put in there, whatever they decide they want to put in there, we're going to be co-creating it together, and they're going to be learning to create avatars so they can add to the collection and change that collection. So uh, that's just sort of one of the one of the aspects of this um, internship. They're also going to be creating furniture, um, designing their own worlds if they'd like to. I mean, there's a lot of different ways they can take it. Take it. Um, in our first session, we, we set about trying to work out what would be the maximum, you know, uh, value they could get out of having an internship, internship like this. Where do they want to go with it? What do they want to do with it? What do they want to leave the internship with? And we were creating personalized journeys for everybody in the internship. So when they leave, they're not just getting, okay, this is a project for 100 roads. This is like how how can they develop themselves to be what they want to become by having this experience, maybe an illustrator or maybe they want to get a professional um, certificate in one of the Adobe um, offerings that they can do as they're in the internship. Um, Lots of different elements. And, you know, once again, um, proven again, Everybody is so different and what drives and motivates them and what they want to explore is so different. So 
my goal is to co-create an experience for them where they can really grow themselves into into what they want to become through this. So, you know, I'm expecting that, you know, they will they will get a lot of value out of this um, internship. And then while they're doing that, I'll be able to see maybe one of these students, you know, could be a potential employee. Uh, some of these students could uh, represent past and, you know, they're going to know this platform like the back of their hand. So they're going to be valuable to past to help them with their virtual platform going forward. And I think that will that will give them a lot of joy to be able to add value to the past foundation in roles like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Those kids are truly, truly amazing. And the kids that she's talking about are part of our workforce um, program um, and that we've talked about on Learning Unboxed um, before. So uh, it's it's lovely to be able to sort of tap into this existing pool of students who have been sort of building, you know, these um, sort of scaffolded experiences over time uh, to be able to do and engage in more and more things. So that's really exciting. You know, Kat, with the project that you're doing with us is not the only project you're doing. And you've, you've been doing this work with other sort of um, schools or organizations and entities over time. And I'm really curious about the things that are the same in the work from place to place and the things that are pretty radically different. And how do you approach those? Because at the end of the day, you're building these really incredible virtual ecosystems and they are truly ecosystems in the way that you've done it's not just a platform it's more than that and every conversation I have ever had with you that is really really clear you're you are a very big picture thinker and you're very comprehensive and cohesive in the way that you think about experience well yeah so the first thing we did was we piloted by creating what my vision for education was Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was it was a very large ecosystem of 11 worlds and I had teens from London and Canada and, and in the US who were meeting twice a week for like an advisory. So we did 10 hours a week of advisory where they were mm-hmm. really doing a lot of reflection, going out, building their social capital, sort of mapping out how they wanted their world to be, creating their own epistemology about, you know, how do they know what is real out there and how do you build a foundation of truth, you know, mm-hmm. when you're building your education and how do you explore and all, all of the things, right? So a lot of conversation-based uh, experiences. Uh, and we found uh, that because of these, these conversations that the kids really gelled and got very close when they mm-hmm. were meeting and really discussing their truth about who they are and how important the advisory piece is. Um, so th- that is one thing in ecosystems that I really like to focus on is how can you make a really great advisory that is going to yeah. really give that those kids as a sense of belonging um, and the kind of wayfinding and coaching that that kids need to be successful. So that's been a vein in, in all of the work. Um, at the beginning also we created more imaginative worlds. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a creative thinker and I wanted the, the kids to push their boundaries of what was possible. So the worlds I created were, were very you know, like Ewok villages and trees and <laughs> super fun. I um, still want that, Kath. You owe me the Ewok village. I want anybody who goes on a Zoom meeting with me moving forward, we're going to meet at the Ewok village, which will be on Elisa's <laughs> office. I need that. Well, what what we found is that that people people can imagine a university campus, right? Mm-hmm. Like when, right. We, when we talk about an ecosystem, you can imagine, I mean, everyone's been 
on a college campus with yeah. buildings and grass and <laughs> they're all connected. So after after we went on this big imaginative design bend, <laughs> we decided to pull it back to reality. So when when teachers and new schools were looking at these things, they're like, oh, okay, this is where my office is going to be. And they could really imagine, you know, these are the mentor offices and we can build a library and an auditorium and all the things that they wanted. People needed something that was more familiar. More, yeah, more tangible. Yeah, more familiar, yeah. Right? And then once yeah. we got, we'd put in these basic structures that, I mean, you have to think about like, You've only got about half an hour yeah. of, of people being in a new environment. It's either going to be too hard or it's going to become familiar and I can deal with this, right? I can I can learn this and I can operate in here. Right. Well, if it's too complicated complicated and too imaginative, it just gets too overwhelming for the yeah. majority of people. Yeah. But when we recreated buildings and they're like, gosh, I wish we had this building in the real world, you know, beautiful glass fronts and modern and with all mm-hmm. the all the offices and all the space that you could possibly need, uh, people got really excited and they're like, oh, wow, this could be my faculty building. This is going to be my desk and my students are going to come in. And uh, so we, we concentrated on, on making really beautiful architectural digital buildings um, with, you know, a lot of nature around. And um, then we we decided to make specialty buildings, like we made fitness sentences, music labs. Um, did I just say fitness sentences? I think I <laughs> uh, music labs, amphitheaters, and then different kinds of classrooms, um, mm-hmm. and then a different aesthetics. So things that look more like you're in a log cabin school as opposed to you know a more modern structure. Um, and you know now, I mean, we designed a school for 1,700 students, and now that school's in its second year in Iowa, and it's going mm-hmm. really well. And, that, you know, they have a fairly traditional teaching staff and it was actually surprisingly simple. Like I thought it was, it was going to be a big step to mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. You know, a, a staff, you know, that they're not straight out of college. These are kids that probably didn't grow up with computer games who are right. mentors for these kids uh, and, and teaching classes in there. And I thought it might mm-hmm. be just a little bit too overwhelming, a bit, a bit too much of a jump for yeah. them. But, you know, really surprisingly... They really took to it. It, it was mm-hmm. not any more difficult than a Zoom call. And they were so delighted to have a space for these um, teens. That's, it's a school for uh, high school students right? who were so uh, jaded by virtual learning that they, their school had provided and most of them had left school. Mm-hmm. And this school is about trying to find these kids who had left school and bringing them back to an engaging right. environment. Right, right. And it is def- I mean, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's better than a physical space right but I think it's more engaging than zoom call after zoom right. call, zoom right. call. and it's where it really shines I think is if you can have like one day in the physical and then a couple of days in the virtual if you can do that you've now tripled your space in your physical so you can have a lot more classes so in that way it's like a an ex- expander and uh, it's novelty and the kids really like novelty and it really works as a, you know, as a meeting room or classroom space with breakout areas and there's room for that exploration piece that you don't get in the four walls of a school. It's very convenient, instant access with a with link. You don't need any special equipment. You can access on, on Chromebooks. So it's a very school-friendly platform. And it's really engaging for students, right? Again, I think I'll go back to something that I said earlier and just watching watching the students 
you know, in that space, it's really, really clear that it's, you know, they literally find themselves in something that's super familiar to them, maybe not to these sort of adults in the space like you were talking about. Literally, they've just found themselves inside of a video game. Except it's not a game. It's a, it's a place to learn and have this incredibly powerful collaborative opportunity that might not be possible in other ways. And yet the platform itself and the technology integration has suddenly been a game changer, right? It's connecting individuals and opportunities that might not otherwise have been connected or to your point with the school sort of explanation, um, you know, from, from Iowa, students that had dropped off, not necessarily dropped out, but had dropped off their learning journey, right? Can suddenly find a new opportunity to get back on board. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. You know, it really is engaging. I, I started out just thinking, well, I'm going to explore this. And then I just kept on seeing more and more potential with it. And I think when you're looking at the future of education, I, I don't think the future of education is more like giant schools on the hill. <laughs> I think it's more unbundled and more personalized to all the different kinds of learners that we have out there. And we need to create the infrastructure for that. So as far as unbundling where education happens, this is a fantastic tool for people, entrepreneurs who are thinking about, well, I'd like space like this. I can't afford it to, bu to build it on the ground or it doesn't exist yet. Let's put in a virtual <laughs> instance of, of that that you want to be creating and we'll use that until maybe you can raise funds to build the building on the ground or find a place to do something physically and then you'll have both a physical and virtual already and then from that ecosystem from the virtual ecosystem you can actually connect to other ecosystems so you're not limited to your own ecosystem uh, in fact we've got micro schools across the country now joining <laughs> they've just they've created a, a, a new instance uh, it's a co they call it co-learn co and they're micro schools that are joining from all over the country and each day the instructors at one of the schools will hold, you know, experiences that other kids in the in the ecosystem can jump into. That is awesome. That yeah. is game changer, but, right? Because now we're no longer constrained, right, right to our time zone, to our, to our community. I mean, we're literally unconstrained, right. right? No, what a magical thing. I mean, seriously, that 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 is magic, right? Because and so desperately needed, because we have to recognize that that every journey is individual. Right, right. And every micro school doesn't have, you know, 12 teachers in every subject, right? So yeah. they need to find a way to connect so they, you know, they can have that teacher teaching that, that teacher teaching that, and it just brings so much more to all of the students. And it also allows those students to find friends because I yeah. don't know if you remember what it was like finding friends in school. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> even, even a big building, you know, you needed you needed more kids. <laughs> Childhood is hard. That's true. Um, you know, I always sort of like to think about as we wrap the conversation about the folks that have been listening to you and I have this great conversation, but are wondering about sort of how they could sort of get started and sort of thinking about their own journey a little bit differently. And so, you know, to that teacher or that administrator that's out there listening to this, who's intrigued by the conversation and is, is really curious about what it would mean or what the experience would be um, to, to have or be part of 
something like this. Mm -hmm. um, how do you how do you coach that individual to sort of take that first step? Well, once again, I really listen and really try and and work out what they're really asking for or where where they just need a little extra support. And you know, we have a bunch of uh, little micro schools that we can let you use to see if that would be a good fit if you do need extra space. But you know, sometimes it it might not be a space issue. So, so I just like to have a conversation and, and just sort of work out, you know, where we could possibly help or where they, you know, I can maybe help fill in some of the blank, blanks from all the experience that I've had out in the world. We, we definitely don't want to be um, selling something that we don't think that you need. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and also I like to put people in contact with other people who are in a similar situation so you can co-create, you know, your way out of certain, you know, shortfalls, let's let's say. Because when you're building a, a learning ecosystem or a school from scratch, there are so many learning curves, which is what I found. And I just it just felt a little bit lonely <laughs> making all these decisions when you're unsure, when you're when you're innovating into the unknown. Um, so it really helps to have a couple of um, sounding board partners and yeah, absolutely, and a little bit more experience. Yeah. And you know, it takes time, but uh, I tell you, a lot of people open doors for me, and I'm in that position now where I really enjoy opening doors for other people. That's amazing. And it's true. Uh, Kath is an amazing connector. So um, we thank you very much uh, for taking time out of your day to chat with us here on Learning Unboxed. And we're really excited and we will share more. I'm sure we will have a follow up conversation, um, you know, sometime in the future, sort of an update of where we are and what's happened with this project, because it's really exciting. Um, and I think that folks can learn an awful lot um, from the things that we learn um, together along the way. So Kath, thank you very much uh, for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Annalise. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up step back and lean in to reimagine education.